Welcome to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Now here's your Lighthouse Council host. Hello and welcome to The Beacon Podcast. I'm Ryan Warnicky, your host for today's discussion with Steve Johns, author of Fearless, Leadership Lessons at the Crossroads. Steve is the CEO of digital fundraising platform OneCause, as well as a board member at Boardable, a board management platform. Steve's been at the helm of OneCause, helping nonprofits maximize their fundraising results with technology for almost nine years. He brings over 30 years of experience in technology, corporate development, venture capital, and event production to the nonprofit world and has served an investing and leadership capacity at both Fortune 500 and startup companies. On a personal note, Steve has generously shared his time with me, sharing leadership tips over the years at AFP ICON and other conferences where we bump into each other. Steve, it's been great to know you over the past few years through both the industry in general and the Giving Institute. I'm excited to chat with you about leadership today. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, it's been great to get to know you over the years, and thanks for having me on today to talk about Fearless and anything else that comes up. Yeah, we're we're excited. Thanks for being here. So let's dive into Fearless. The main theme in this book is authentic, fearless leadership. So let's start at the beginning. What does that mean, and what does that look like in the day-to-day operations of a nonprofit? So let me set the stage. Fearless came together over the course of about two years, and it started with the weekly updates that I began to write to my team during the pandemic. And I didn't sit down to write a book, but here we are. And so Fearless is a story really for all nonprofits. It's their story as much as it is One Cause's story. And so authentic, fearless leadership means to me first, you got to be true to yourself. You have to show up every day and lead by example. And no matter what, you act in alignment with your beliefs and your values and you do what you see is the right thing. I would also add no matter what kind of circumstances or situations or or pressures that, that arise to do otherwise. And again, we were faced with that in the pandemic. So a big part of my authenticity, Ryan, it's also allowing myself to be vulnerable. And it's almost a paradox because vulnerability, I think, starts from a position of strength. You have to be strong enough to admit that you don't have all the answers. And then being fearless, you know, means being willing to move forward and take action in the face of great uncertainty and unknown. And again, I don't know if there's a time in my life or in my career that was filled with so much uncertainty than in those first few days, weeks and and months of the pandemic. And, And then I guess I'd say then finally that this notion of leadership in my view I would say you'll find, and a reader will find in the book, that I said it's not necessarily limited to the traditional definition of leader. Yes, I'm the CEO of One Cause, and I'm expected to lead, but one of my favorite definitions of leadership is that leadership is inspiring others to lead. And so I measured my leadership success by observing the leadership that I was inspiring in others and observing in others. And then, okay, so how does that relate to the day-to-day operations of a nonprofit? It's really no different than how it relates to one cause. We showing up and acting with authenticity. You stay true to your mission, the mission of the organization, staying true to the values of the organization and making sure that your actions are aligned with that. And then, you know, if being fearless is about willing to take action in the face of great uncertainty, you know, how many our nonprofit customers face that every year as new budgets are set and new goals are made. And then the ultimate achievement of many of the missions that we help support involve 
issues like homelessness and poverty and curing disease. And, and that's an unknown every day that everyone faces. And you know, that doesn't mean we shouldn't take action. It means the opposite. We should take continuous, relentless action towards achieving that mission. And I think ultimately that's what leadership is all about. Thanks, Steve. I think that's great. The part about being vulnerable comes from a place of strength, really hits home. And to your point, that core principle, it translates to any kind of organization, be it a for-profit or a non-profit. One more follow-up question on that. So you said at the beginning of the pandemic, you started sending out these regular emails to the whole team. What inspired that? And in what other situations might that be appropriate? So it was a commitment that I made to the organization to really communicate in a very transparent way our way back from the pandemic. We had to make certain uh, reorganization and cuts in the business. We had to make sure that we say, you know, put your mask on first. We had to make sure that the organization was taken care of. And we had to make sure that we had enough capital and we, we had an operating budget that was sufficient for us to continue on. And then what we had to do then is go to work and help our nonprofit customers continue to fundraise. And I said, the only way that we're going to be able to measure our way back from that. It's not going to be measured on a calendar. I can't sit here in March of 2020 and say, by September of 2020, everything is going to be great because we just didn't know. So I said, the only way that we're going to be able to measure that way back is for us to really measure the return of the business and the fundraising that's that was going on with our nonprofit customers. And the only way that the team would know is if I communicated to them. And then I said, and I'm going to communicate to you. And I really literally hesitated. And I said, weekly. And then I have to admit, I probably thought to myself, what the heck did I just do? <laughs> I just committed to a weekly update. And so there I went about doing that. And so again, I, I think that became this tether for everyone. This became this communication. 200 people in the course of a day went from being in an office together or at least being connected some way through, you know, whatever virtual means we were using at the time. And we just went, everyone worked working from home and working from everywhere. And we had just established this new set of values. And how are we going to continue to support and emphasize the values in our culture when everyone went home? And I think that the weekly update was a great way for me to communicate to the team on a very consistent and very regular basis what I thought, uh, what I was seeing, how I was feeling, and providing them also with a way to communicate back to me how they were feeling. And I think that just became, again, like I said, this tether, this connective tissue for all of us during this really, really trying time that we all went through. Thanks, Steve. That's great. So we're going to switch subjects a little bit or switch the mode, I guess. The current prevailing leadership theory is Ken Blanchard's situational leadership, where a leader's style should change with the circumstances. So the book details how you led during the pandemic, which we just talked about with your weekly emails. But how did you think about leading as COVID cases diminished and we entered the new normal that we find ourselves in? It's such an important question because we have to allow for change. As I look back at my career, I'm now a, I'm going to say a grizzled veteran CEO, and I'm a lot different than I was as a young cocky VP at Gateway in, in my early 30s. And the lessons that we chronicled in Fearless were certainly learned during the pandemic, but you could also say that a lot of them were rediscovered and perhaps reapplied during the pandemic, but that wouldn't have been as great of a subtitle, right, as leadership lessons at the crossroads. So yeah, we learned lessons, we applied, we, we learned some new ones, we applied some old ones, but what I hope the reader takes away is that these lessons can be applied every day. 
the end of each chapter, we lay out three to four leadership lessons that deal in subjects like using time better, using chaos for good, doing what's right, focusing on what you can control and what you can't control. And and I would say that we face these crossroads every day. It's called leadership lessons at the crossroads. And so, again, while these leadership lessons were learned and applied during the pandemic, during this massive time of disruption, I hope and I really expect that these lessons can be applied every day in dealing with conflict at work, trying to find balance in, in your life at home, or just finding a way to overcome everyday adversity, which we all face. And then, as you said, now we're moving forward into this new normal. And what does that mean? And I think that, you know, old issues are going to come back. Old issues are going to come back and replace these issues that were presented by COVID. And it's funny when you think about it, that COVID issues were both urgent and important. And in some, they were a threat to our very existing as existence. And then it's funny because when you think about that, they're actually in a weird way easier to deal with because you had to. You didn't have a choice. You couldn't procrastinate or not make a decision. The stakes were too high. We all needed to take massive action. And so I would challenge everyone listening to this podcast to allow yourself not to become complacent again as we return back to this new normal. Stay vigilant. Act as if maybe, you know, every moment that you have on this earth is precious. And, you know, make, and there's another message that comes through in the book. And it's like, make the time to be with your family, be with your friends, your loved ones, and spend time with your work colleagues and don't take anything for granted. So I'll say that as we move to this new normal, let's stay vigilant. Let's not take anything for granted and let's live those moments and live life now. That's great. So the thought is COVID comes along, right? And that's the problem that everyone has to work to address. There's no if, ands, or, but you've got all of these other problems that were present within any, right, that are present within any organization. Those problems are going to be different from org to org. And some you can just kind of look at and sweep under the rug. But the thought here is, wait a minute, we've got this wonderful opportunity to apply these lessons that we just learned of we can tackle all these big problems together. Well, let's do that for some of the, the smaller problems that we're frankly ignoring sometimes. Right. And making sure that we use that same sense of urgency to attack those problems and not fall back into that condition of complacency and, you know, potential, again, procrastination that you don't have to make these decisions if they're not urgent and important. And so, yeah, the point is, let's continue to act with that. And there's a section on time management in the book, and it's you know, I've used that reference to the urgent and important that Stephen, we're all familiar with Stephen Covey, but it's also something called the Eisenhower matrix, which allows you to evaluate the things that you're doing and the, the actions that you're taking. And my advice is also to focus on the things that are important and not urgent. And those are the things that those are like investing in ourselves, taking a training course or becoming a better person or learning how to deal with conflict or learning a foreign language. And those are the things sometimes that we put off and we don't do. So part of my message is also make sure that you do the important things that may not feel urgent, but are a good investment in you and your development. That's so important and such good advice. So thank you. So if you could share one piece of leadership advice for nonprofit executive directors and CEOs, or perhaps even directors of development, what would that be? You know, that's a really hard question for me to answer, of course, Ryan, because I just wrote a book that has over 50 leadership lessons in it, literally. And so it's hard to pick one. It's like picking your favorite child. But I guess I'll take a shot. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to choose, let's say, the vehicle that I chose to communicate and which ultimately ended up in Fearless, and that is to embrace the challenge of the art and discipline of frequent 
open and transparent communication. I think that was the key to unlock the secret behind the way that we stayed together during the pandemic. Your team, to, to all you executive directors and CEOs out there, your team wants to hear from you. And as far as your teams go, there's absolutely no such thing as too much communication from your CEO or your executive director. And it's particularly true in times of chaos, in crisis. And it's easy to say during those times, I'm too busy to communicate, right? I'm too busy to communicate. I just need a little bit more information. I need better information. And those are just excuses. And so I would also say that we as CEOs are expected to have all the answers. And sometimes we're not really willing to admit that we don't have all the answers because that is supposed to be maybe the job. But guess what? We're human too. We don't have all the answers all the time. And so if I would have waited to have all the answers, I would never have sat down and written that first update. And I would never have had the chance, you know, to, to really tell my team what was happening. And so I took the chance that my team would embrace my vulnerability and honesty, of course, together with a well laid out plan and a firm commitment that we'd see our way through, through the adversity. And then if we stay true to our values and our commitment to our customers, so that it's hope, but it's hope with a plan. It's a well laid out plan and a firm commitment that we're gonna get through this together. I don't have all the answers. There's not a playbook for surviving through a global pandemic when in-person fundraising comes to a screeching halt on March 14th of 2020. But we got to figure it out. We got to put together a plan. We got to execute the plan. That's great. Yeah, I heard it said that from a leadership perspective, over communication is good communication. And right. That's exactly that, what you said. So so well said. <laughs> so well said. Well, it looks like we've come to the end of our allotted time. So, Steve, thanks for finding time and your very busy schedule to join us today. We're glad that you could share your words of wisdom with the Vegan Podcast audience. Do you have any closing words? Well, I appreciate you giving me another chance to plug another leadership lesson. So, yes, I'll use one more. And so one of the things that I learned during the pandemic and ever since, and I wish I would have learned this earlier in my career. So if you're earlier in your career, I'm giving you a secret to life. OK, and so what we need to do is we need to focus on what is in our control and not what is outside of our control. And, you know, there's the pandemic really taught us that. And I was stewing about the pandemic a little bit and I was thinking about it and what I should have done is, and I quote the Stoics a little bit in my writing, and Epictetus said, it's not what happens to you, but how you react that matters. And so we are 100% in control of how we react to situations. And so my advice would be, so when faced with a difficult situation, rather than getting hung up on the situation itself, decide what you're going to do next because that's what you're in control of. You're absolutely in control of your own actions, what you do next, but don't focus on the things that are outside of your control. That's, that's great. That sounds like it came right out of uh, Marcus Aurelius's meditations. Yes, sir. <laughs> he, he was very, very influenced by Epictetus. Uh, well, thank you for that lesson and the many others. Again, we're, we're very grateful for your time and your lessons. I know I personally am. To our listeners, you can connect with Steve on LinkedIn. His book, Fearless, Leadership Lessons at the Crossroads, is available on Amazon and at fearlessfundraisers.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Ryan Warnicky. We hope to see you next time on The Beacon Podcast. Thanks for listening to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Tune in every week for nonprofit topics with special guest interviews. Suggest future topics and learn more about upcoming podcast and guests 
at lighthousecouncil.com.